0: Good evening and welcome everybody to our Good Friday service here at Alpha United Methodist Church and I would love to take this opportunity to say hi and welcome to all of our friends from Trinity United Methodist Church tonight is going to be a little bit different so I want to explain to you what's going to happen because I don't want you to sit here waiting for a sermon and go through the whole thing. Well, when's the sermon going to start? So we're not going to do a sermon tonight. We're going to do a liturgical service. There's going to be some singing, some reading of scriptures and some extinguishing of candles. Now, the important thing about the candles being extinguished is this. Every time we extinguish a candle, that will symbolize the darkness that Christ was experiencing during his time on the cross as he got closer and closer to death. Um, At the end of the service, we're not going to do a benediction or a prayer. Uh, We'll have a video play after the video, uh, a little bit of scripture reading and the extinguishing of the last candle. Once the last candle is extinguished, myself and everyone that's gathered up here with me will exit in silence and we would like to ask that at that time that... Uh, as we exit that you exit with us in silence uh, again welcome and let's go to the service christ himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness almighty father your son jesus christ was lifted high upon the cross so that he might draw the whole world to himself. Grant that we who glory in this death for our salvation may also glory in his call to take up our cross and follow him through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now at this time, I would like to invite you to stand as we honor God with a responsive reading of God's word. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
1: Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning?
0: Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night,
1: but find no rest.
0: Yet you, the praise of Israel, are enthroned in holiness. To you they cried and were saved. In you they trusted and were disappointed. But I am a worm not human scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me and they brag at me. Deliver them. him, let the Lord rescue him, for the Lord delights in him. Upon you I was cast for my birth, and since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me,
1: for trouble is near, and there is none to help. If you'll please remain standing as you're able, and join me in singing our first hymn, which is number 294 in the hymnal or the words will be on the screen. We're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 5.
0: that I partake of before I begin a service. And it's a little prayer that I do. And I just ask that you would uh, take this opportunity to to pray with me. Uh, Father God, we come before you and we thank you for this time that you have given us. The time for us to gather together and the time to remember the sacrifice of your son that he made on the cross on our behalf, that we may be brought back into relationship with you. And Father, as we gather here tonight... Help us to hear the words, to feel the sorrow, and to leave with the excitement of knowing that, that what was done on a Friday would not end on Sunday. Father, tonight I just ask that you be with me, give me guidance and direction, and to me and fill me with your spirit, that the words I speak would come from your throne. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So picking up the story from last night, where Tom left off with the uh, Lord's Supper, so much happened that night that it's hard to take it all in. The supper was over, and, and Jesus left and went to the garden and took with him three of the disciples, Peter and James and John. And when he got to the garden, he was so distressed, about the things that he was going to encounter, the things that that he knew that he had to face so that we could be free from sin. He asked the the disciples to to do two things for him. He said, I'm going in here to the garden to, to pray for a while, and I ask this of you. Stay here and watch and pray. And during that time, Jesus experienced a love and a passion for the life in which he lived. He knew what he had to do. But at the same time, he he fought in those moments to let go of the life that he lived on this side of the earth. He said, Father, all things are possible through you. This I know. So I ask that you take this cup away from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And during the time that Jesus was praying, three times he went back to to see the disciples, to to see that they were doing what he asked of them. But each time he found them asleep. The third time he woke them and he spoke to, to them and he said these things. That the hour has come that the Son of Man was being betrayed. And soon after, a mob approached. It was a mob that was put together by the high priest of the day. And they were sent there to take Jesus into custody. And they were led by one of Jesus' own, Judas Iscariot. And Judas approached Jesus and kissed him on the cheek, as that was the sign to everyone gathered that this is the one who was to be taken into custody. And out of law for creation, Jesus went without argument and without fight. And he was taken from there to. The, Caiaphas, the high priest. And it was in that area he stayed throughout the night. And early in the morning, all the Sanhedrin and all the scribes and all the elders were called together to ask, what are we going to do with this man? And the decision was made that, that what they were going to do was require his life. But knowing that they did not have the authority, they bound him again and led him to Pilate, the governor of the time. And in the time that Jesus spent in Pilate's presence, he was asked, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus' response was simple. You said it.
2: at the festival, it was Pilate's custom to release for the people a prisoner they requested. There was one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. So Pilate asked them, do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them again, And what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? And again they shouted, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted, Crucify him all the more.
3: Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and threw a purple robe around him. And they repeatedly came up to him and said, Hail, King of Jews, and they were slapping his face. Pilate went outside again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him outside to you to let you know that I find no grounds for charging him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priest and the temple police saw him, they shouted, Crucify, crucify. Pilate responded, Take him and crucify him yourselves, for I found no grounds for charging him. We have a law, the Jews replied to him, and according to that law, he must die because he made himself the Son of God.
2: So then, because of them, he handed him over to be crucified. Therefore, they took Jesus away. Carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called Skull Place, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him with two others, with him one on either side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had a signed letter to put on the cross. The inscription was, Jesus the Nazarene the King of the Jews Many of the Jews read this sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city And it was written in Hebrew Latin and Greek So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate don't write the King of the Jews But that he said I am the King of the Jews Pilate replied What I have written I have written
1: You'll once again stand if you're able and join me in singing hymn number 289 or the words on the screen when I survey the wondrous cross, all the verses.
3: Others, criminals, were also led away to be executed with him. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders kept scoffing. He has saved others. Let him save himself, if this is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, then save yourself.
2: Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, don't you even fear God, since you are undergoing the same punishment? We are punished justly because we are getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise.
3: Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple that he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. And then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home.
1: time had come to sacrifice again. My two small sons, they walked beside me on the road. The reason that they came was to walk. So much that we don't understand Sure, the land doesn't. We.
0: I'm Tommy Braswell. And I think we want to do things like this sometimes to make ourselves feel good or feel accomplished in the things that we do in the name of God. Pride is one of the things that we've been speaking a lot about here in the past few weeks. And when things like this happen, it's, it's a reminder to me. That it's not about me. And it's not about our riches, our status, and it's not about our wealth. Tonight, we call Good Friday. But it goes by other names. It's called the Great Friday and Holy Friday, and it's also called Black Friday. And I think Black Friday, to me, is important because it asks us to stop looking at the things of the world. It asks us to to stop looking at what we desire and and what we want to achieve and, and asks us to look intently at what Christ did on the cross. The prophet Isaiah Spoke about this man years before he came into this world. He spoke about his life, his lightness, and his suffering, and his words are recorded in Isaiah fifty-three. It says, "Who has believed what we have heard, and who has the arm of the Lord been revealed to?" He grew up before him. Like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have, he was like some people turned away from. He was despised, and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses, he carried our pains. But we, in turn, regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities, and and the punishment for our sins was placed upon him. And as by his wounds we are healed. I can't imagine what it would be like to be on that cross, knowing that I've done nothing wrong and all that I've done was to love humanity, to be punished. But we remember on this night that Jesus had a choice. And he chose us above himself. It was in the last moments that Christ looked down from the cross and he came to understand in his heart that all things had been accomplished to fulfill the scriptures. There was nothing more for him to do. He said, I am thirsty. And they took sour wine and lifted it up. He drank. He bowed his head and said, It is finished.